0: Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Essential oils, are they really necessary? Are they essential? Are treatments from these oils, often derived from plants, really just as good as traditional medications you might get from your doctor? If you get better when you use them, is it permanent? Well, today we're going to explore that. Jennifer Naragon and Dana Koppel are going to be talking with us today about essential oils and ready to explain all about what they are, what they do, and what is their role in promoting good health. We'll be taking your calls in just a few minutes at 941-3689 on Oahu. Toll Free Neighbor Islands, 877-941-3689. First in medical news, June is Post Traumatic Stress Disorder Awareness Month. We're trying to raise public awareness of this traumatic disorder that not only affects those people who have been exposed to something that has caused this trauma in their life, but everyone in their family and everyone in the community as well. Lots of people, over half the population, is exposed to a traumatic event. Not everybody gets post-traumatic stress disorder. But here to tell us more about it is Dr. Leslie Morlin, and she is from the National Center of PTSD. Dr. Morlin, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you. Now, June is Post-Traumatic Stress Awareness Month. Why do we need to get the word out about this? What is the idea behind public awareness? Are we not diagnosing enough people with this? Are we not providing the
1: resources that they need to get better, why should the public be concerned? Well, I think that PTSD uh, is not a terribly well understood disorder. And a lot of times, um, We want people to be more aware of the condition, what it looks like, so not just the individuals who are impacted, but the family members. If they're aware, if friends are aware, they're more likely to help this person get help. And one of the main symptoms of PTSD can be avoidance. So often we rely on family members and support network to help the individual get the care that they need. So the theme of PTSD awareness The campaign this month is to take the step, get more information out into the community about what it is, what it's not, treatments that are available, resources that are available, with the idea of making a big difference in the community so anybody can help someone who they know may have PTSD.
0: And I mean, it makes it kind of hard because if one of the symptoms is avoidance, then you're right. It's really going to take family members, friends, other people in that person's circle that that are going to say, hey, you know what? I think there's something going on here. Now, if somebody was listening, is there any easy questionnaire or any easy
1: tool out there that can help them to know if they do have PTSD? Absolutely. So we have a website, uh, ptsd.va.gov. And on that website, there is a tremendous amount of resources, including a four- item screen that you can take or you can actually give it to a friend or a family member that will help you determine if this person is in fact struggling with PTSD. There's a lot of resources there for not just the individuals, but professionals, for um, family members, children, spouses. And the for this month, for PTSD Awareness Month, every week there's new information being uploaded to Raise Awareness. So this is something anybody can go to this website. I could go to the website, you
0: know, after the show and look up PTSD.va.gov just because it's sponsored by the
1: VA or by the government. doesn't matter. Anybody can use it. Absolutely. Anybody can go to the website and there's information for – even though it is through the VA, there's information for everybody because what we know is that – it's not a veteran issue. A lot of veterans, active duty members have PTSD. But more than anything, a lot of their family members are very much involved, their children, their spouses. So it's a website for everybody. Now, I don't want to give away
0: next week, because next week, you and I are going to talk with one of your colleagues for for an entire hour about PTSD and what it means. But are there ways that we can reach people who might not have the physical or geographic ability to get to a center? I mean, I'm thinking Outer Islands. I'm thinking some of the other territories.
1: Are we working on that? So, you know, the VA in general has done a tremendous job of um – Implementing this new what we call patient centered model where we have we go to the veterans rather than the veterans coming to us and a lot of what we're doing involves technology so we're using video teleconferencing we're using mobile applications Hawaii is unique because of the geographic dispersion of the islands but we've been testing a lot of these new technologies to increase access one of the big movements in the VA and across The nation has been evidence-based treatment for PTSD. The challenge is how do we increase the access to these treatments? So we have been doing a lot of research over the last decade very successfully to increase access. So not only do we have avoidance as an issue, as one of the symptoms,
0: but we also have if somebody identifies, hey, I think I have or my brother has or my loved one has or my dad has PTSD, How do I get them help? Now we're working at increasing accessibility as well.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of it is education. I mean, you can sit at your home and on your web, get through the web, get information about what are some simple ways to improve or to cope, as well as more, um, more severe needs, which would require you go to a doctor or something like that. So ways to get connected with the VA or even community providers. So this is a great opportunity. If you or a loved one are concerned about PTSD, you mentioned there's a questionnaire on a website. And what's that site again? So the the website is ptsd.va.gov. And there is a tremendous amount of information. But there is also a four-item screen that can help you at least get a sense of whether or not the person yourself or the person you're concerned about is having PTSD. There's also a lot of information on how to get help, where to get the help, what to do. And if you're a provider, is
0: there information there for you as well? I mean, sometimes I think, hey, you know, I may be a physician. I may think I know how to direct people. But if they ask me where are some of these resources, is there a section there where I could find Absolutely. information
1: as well? So there's a, an entire section for professionals, for um, professionals across disciplines to better understand treatment, to better understand how to get better trained on certain uh, evidence-based treatments that are out there. So there's a whole resource for public, for professionals, and for patients.
0: So I can't say I don't know. I have a resource now, ptsd.va.gov. You mentioned there's also a crisis line. In case anybody's hearing this today, June is National PTSD Awareness Month. We want to get this information out to the public. But if somebody out there says, I'm in crisis now. I can't wait till next
1: week when we talk again How can they get some help? Absolutely. There's the Veteran Crisis Line, which is 24 hours. It's 1-800-273-8255, and you would press the number 1, and you can call that line at any time. If you have yourself, you have a crisis, or if someone that you know who's a veteran has a crisis, they'll get you immediate help. Fantastic. So we're going to talk again next week. Dr. Morland, you've been doing
0: this. We mentioned we both moved here in 99, about 14 years already. Yes. So you've got a lot of experience and I can't wait until we talk again next week. We're going to go a little bit more in depth about PTSD and we'll talk about some of the local programs that even there are some research studies that are happening right now. You're recruiting for people. So this is a great way to get the word out and really just to help folks who are suffering from this post-traumatic stress disorder. So thank you for being on and telling us about it. Today. Great. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. All right. Well, you know, in addition to dealing with post traumatic stress, one of the other treatments, and sometimes some of the treatments tend to be a little on the alternative side, and one of those we talked about uh, right before we started the show is essential oils. You know, uh, Jen and Dana, centuries before the pharmaceutical industry actually developed, all cures were natural, and treatments were commonplace to be herbal and botanical. Plants, herbs, and other ingredients were mixed to form a personalized treatment for individuals based on their symptoms and diagnosis. Now, some may argue in the modern age, it seems like one size fits all. All these different pills have a certain dose, and, and they do all these different things in the body. Control heart rate, control blood pressure, control sugar, cholesterol. And for the most part, the treatments are pretty effective, but there are a certain dose- And as with any pharmaceutical medicine, there's always some side effects. And sometimes the side effects might actually cause more troubles than what it's trying to treat. So, you know, alternative, we call it alternative treatments. Some people may call it um, traditional treatments are, are, are common. And there are those who feel this is a field of medicine that we should use exclusively. Others think it should be avoided completely. But, you know, here on The Body Show, we like to respect the opinions of every one of us and offer up not just the standard approach to treating medical conditions, but also some of the other options out there available to us to explore on our own. Now, essential oils, treatment based on the use of one or more distilled plants or herbs in combination to help treat certain symptoms or conditions often work and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Jennifer Naragon, you represent doTERRA, which is a group that makes some very very pure essential oils, and we also have Dana Koppel from DK Healing Arts. And we're going to talk today about what are essential oils and how can these particular things help you to improve your health? or even to maintain your health. If you've got a question, if you've ever used essential oils, we'd love to hear from you. You can join us at 941-3689 on Oahu, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Dana, Jen, welcome to The Body Show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, I have to say, you know, as a traditional doc, as somebody who, who uses what we would call conventional medicine, this is kind of a little out of my area of expertise, but that makes it exciting to me. I want to learn more. And Jen, you and I spoke in my office about a month or two ago about essential oils and why you got so excited about this and how this has really made a difference for you in your life. So tell me a little bit about how you developed an interest in essential oils and and what these are for you. How do you use these?
2: Well, I was introduced by a friend, about eight months ago. And I purchased the oils about four four months ago. And I started using them with my family. Um, we had tried pretty much, really, we don't use a lot of medication. But um, once in a while, my daughter would come down with a, with a cold, a cough, whatnot. Um, it wasn't until my husband's chronic heartburn had been reoccurring that we finally tried the oils. And we had used um, over-the-counter medications. We had used uh, Prozac, not Prozac, Xanax. Well, you know,
0: Prozac <laughs> is a treatment. Maybe not for that, but okay, he might disagree with that. Prilosec is one of those Prilosec, ones over-the-counter. Okay, sure, okay. We, sure, we okay. had
2: tried just about everything, and he would come down with this heartburn that would have him down for two, three days, and sure enough, I'd go to get the DigestZen blend, and within minutes, he was up walking around, so... We had started seeing results just like that. Um, So we began to really just replace nearly all medications in our medicine
0: cabinet because... You found another way. We found another way. you started off with traditional medicine. He's having heartburn. You know that's what it is. Maybe try some Tums. Maybe try some Zantac. Try the Prilosec. And you just said, hey, he's not getting better. Exactly. We tried everything. So now, Dana, essential oils. These are distilled herbals and botanicals that are put into an oil format, what do you do with them? Are we applying them? Are we inhaling them? Are we aromatizing them? Are we ingesting them? Are we doing all of the above? Well, that's a
3: really good question. It actually determines what oil you want to work with and exactly what symptom you're actually wanting to use them for.
0: So what are some common things? I mean, you know, if somebody says, like, sometimes I wonder, do I use essential oils without knowing it? Meaning the basis of one of my favorite decongestants, which is basically just Halls, is mentholyptus or eucalyptus. You know, I mean, I don't like to take a lot of decongestants. I like to just take something and suck on it a little bit, opens up my... And that's actually one of the ingredients of essential oils is Mm -hmm. mentholyptus or eucalyptus. So maybe I am using it and I don't even realize it. People who might drink chamomile tea or I think lavender scented pillows help them to sleep better there's some signs to say that it actually might work exactly
2: okay, and you can you can use the oils in uh different ways you can apply them topically. you can diffuse them
0: diffuse them in what do you mean by diffuse a
2: cool mist diffuser, so it's um being combined with water dispersed through the air so you're actually breathing the the oils um, The other method would be. Uh, you can ingest them, but obviously, not obviously. For those that don't know, essential oils—you want to be careful because some of the oils that are out there may contain synthetic uh, ingredients. So, you—if you are going to ingest them, you'd want to use,
0: use the pure. And that's kind of where it comes in with, you know, the question is, where do you get such things? And, you know, as with some of the vitamins and as with some of the supplements, some might be better than others. There might be brands that are more consistent. The FDA doesn't regulate supplements or anything like this. So you don't have a government uh, organization that's dictating what's in it. But in general, um, when you talk about purity, which is a big issue for a lot of supplements, you're working with a company, doTERRA. And why is that? What do they do that's different? Uh, doTERRA is
2: the only company out there that's, um, selling certified therapeutic grade essential oils, and they go through a third party to test the oil's
0: purity, and, uh... So they have, like, not an FDA testing, but they no, have another they have, person to test correct. to make sure that what it says is in there, is in there. Correct. At the amount that it says it is. And if there's any impurity, not impu if there are any complications or any, they find a higher concentration or something else in there that doesn't belong, then that one doesn't go. Exactly. Okay. So, so Dana, tell me, how do you use essential oils in what you do? You have DK Healing Arts, and that incorporates a lot of different transformational therapies. Um, I have a list here, uh, spiritual guidance, energy work, aromatherapy, um, craniosacral therapies, lymphatic drainage. How do you use essential oils? What does that add to what you do?
3: Well, first of all, the essential oils, they are a frequency of energy, just like the human body or anything that's living. So you can measure the frequency and what something is operating with certain devices that have been created. Um... There's a book out by Bruce Lipton that actually goes into the science of energies, but not to get off track, so the human body operates at megahertz energy levels, and the actual human brain is anywhere between 72 and 90 megahertz, and a daily brain functioning is at 66. So the essential oils, if you want to get a little scientific about them, have different megahertz frequencies. Each oil and its frequency actually resonates to the frequency of a certain illness that comes into the body. For instance, cold symptoms usually come in at a 58 megahertz frequency of the body. So the body drops down in uh, megahertz energies. Um, Something such as flu symptoms is 57. Something as cancer begins at 42 megahertz and death begins at 25. So if you look at the frequencies of the oil, that oil frequency is going to actually tune with the frequency of what the body is actually dealing with. If the body is dealing with a low frequency and you want to raise it, you're going to be attracted to an oil um, that actually, when you sniff it, you're going to enjoy it. You're going to like it. And the thing that I love using about essential oils, I've been using them for 16 years you can never ov- overdose on them. You can go through maybe a little bit of discomfort for a few minutes, but you can't overdose. And that's what I love because you can have a layperson that doesn't really know about them and use them. And they can be just as effective as somebody who's spent years studying them and using them. And so something that I would normally do in a treatment is I would use an oil that I just feel a person needs. If they're stressed out, I love to use blends, or I love to use lavender. Lavender is one of the most common oils that you can use. Okay,
0: bathe me in lavender every Monday, maybe Tuesday, maybe Friday. So <laughs> lavender is one of those things. We kind of all have heard about that. Yeah. If, if you want to relax, lavender either, you know, they sell lavender-scented pillows, they sell massage things, they sell tea, they sell ointments. You know, there's the whole lavender farm in Maui. Love that place. Uh, so so there's there's... Ways that people use these that they may not even
3: realize. Exactly. They're even in our regular household products for cleaning. They're in even our shampoos and conditioners now. They're actually kind of like the the foundation of what products are built off of. So for me, essential oils are going back to the roots, going back to the roots of where medicine all began. Again, if the body is energy and the body being gross energy – the gross body, um, in this most densest form, it's it has elements in it, and the elements actually will resonate with the elements of the essential oils, which in tune, and, and they harmonize with one another. That harmonizing effect actually creates a synergistic effect energetically, and that's what creates that that alchemical transformation. Somebody with an emotional disturbance, something even more such as what Jen was saying, like the digestion for that discomfort within the gastrointestinal tract, Um, something even as common as somebody with pain, putting on certain oils that beat out the pain receptors in the brain, and it can go through the blood-brain barrier membrane as well, helping the limbic system, helping the cerebral spinal fluid, helping things such as... um, Frank, uh, frankincense for Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, so forth.
0: All right. We are going to talk some more about that. We've touched on so many different topics. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We are talking about essential oils and how can these be used for certain medical conditions that you or a loved one might be experiencing. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Dana Koppel and Jennifer Narragon about how essential oils have been something they've used and under what circumstances they've seen some improvement and how this might be something that could help others as well. You can join our conversation at 941-3689. Toll Free Neighbor Islands, 877-941-3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. I have been listening to public radio
4: since 1983. You'll get national news and local news, but it's the culture and the arts and the things that are going on around town that you'll never hear on the airwaves, except here at Hawaii Public Radio.
1: Member supported, Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see.
5: He's outsold Stephen King, John Grisham, and Dan Brown combined, so you'd think publishers would give him a break. I'd like to, uh, you know, fall over at my desk at, uh, I don't know, 97, you know. When I get to be 97, I'll go 103. I'm Kai Rizdal, James Patterson, and why he just can't quit writing. We'll have that the rest of the day's business news and the numbers from Wall Street
6: as well next time on Marketplace from APN. This evening at 6, following The Body Show.
0: Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today we're talking about something new and different for me, but certainly not new and different for the world. Essential oils. They have been around since maybe the beginning of plants and botanicals, and these are things that can help people in various conditions, whether they have a medical concern or they have trouble sleeping or maybe they have some some stress. And, Jen, you talked earlier about your husband with stomach troubles, And uh, I have here with me in the studio, Dana Koppel from DK Healing Arts and Jennifer Narragon, who is a representative of doTERRA. And we're going to be talking some more about essential oils and what can these do for you and what sort of help can they offer? You can join our conversation at 941-3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Now, Jen, we're talking essential oils. So there are some basic oil ingredients that that we talk a little bit, we mentioned lavender, we mentioned eucalyptus. What are some of the base oils that come in the kit? I'm looking at a kit here that you have, and I know you mentioned that sometimes you will look up symptoms and figure out which combination to use. Um, what are some of the base ingredients? What What are some of the oils that we're looking at here?
2: Well, we mentioned lavender. Uh-huh. Obviously, that's really, we call it the Swiss Army knife of oils. Because it can be used for a lot of things. It can be used for okay. everything, sunburns, bug bites, calming. It can be used for anxiety. You name it, lavender can pretty much fix or alleviate most, most ailments. Okay, um, so lavender is
0: a single oil. What else have we got?
2: Correct. Uh, we've also got um, everything from oregano essential oil, fennel, lemon, lavender, or we said lavender, but peppermint, um, uh List goes on. Lime. Um, I don't have all of my oils here in front of me. To, to well,
0: sure, but we're talking about now all of these kind of. I mean, personally, they're all making me hungry because I'm thinking <laughs> of like fennel and lime, and you you could so. absolutely so you could cook with these because they're they're yep. very um, distilled. You mentioned lemon and all these things. Now you know some people hear melaleuca. That's another oil that people uh, have talked about here in the islands. When you have these these single ingredient oils. You mentioned that sometimes they can be used for a variety of different things. Give me a little example of what you would do for your husband, for example. You mentioned, oh, isn't he so happy that you brought him up, you know, but that's okay. (laughs) You mentioned he had all this trouble with his stomach. He was taking traditional medicines that didn't work, and then you said you tried a combination of digestive oils. What was in that particular group, and and how do you think that combo worked?
2: So, this is a digestive blend, and let's see, what is, uh, it is a mix of ginger, peppermint, tarragon, fennel, caraway, coriander, and anise, anise. got to get that word right, but, um, and that is the blend for the Zen oil. All
0: right, so those are some of the combinations. So you had him use these together. And what did he do? Did he ingest it?
2: He ingested it. I gave him four drops in about a third of a cup of warm water.
0: And you said within a very short time frame. Within minutes. He felt correct.
2: better. I've had a similar experience. Um, had a little L&L barbecue and um, upset stomach and it wasn't it was not a good. I wasn't in a good place, let's just say that. And same thing, I took the digestion and within minutes, all symptoms alleviated.
0: So has he ever needed to use it before eating something that he knows would give him trouble? Or is it more he felt it, he felt the trouble, and then afterwards?
2: He felt it, he felt the trouble, and then afterward he took the the oil. So if
0: you just – you know, if he says, hey, Jen, date night, L&L (laughs) – (laughs) you'll know get your oils ready you know you might have some troubles depending on what you order they have some very healthy food
2: that was probably the last lno experience but
0: well they do have some things that you could have all right well we had it we had an interesting caller on the line it was a a caller who didn't want to be named yet said i don't have a sense of smell so can oil still help me It's an interesting question because we're talking about smelling them and can they can they actually still help if you don't have a sense of smell can you still get a benefit?
2: That's actually a funny story my
0: friend's son had been
2: um, experiencing asthma so she had uh, treated him with the protocol for asthma Uh, within about two months she was completely they had not given him any more asthma medication but the downside to that was when he went to the restroom he came out and said mom I I don't like this. I can I can smell now. And so. so he
0: probably couldn't with his asthma, maybe allergies and congestion. Now all of a sudden he could smell exactly. And now he was super sensitive to it. And now he was super sensitive to it. So be careful if you go into a restroom <laughs> and you've cured your sense of smell, you may intentionally wish that you hadn't done so. Okay. But you could still actually, you could use the oils even if you can't smell because it may still provide a benefit. Exactly. And it's not just based on smelling them that they work. Exactly. All right. Good answer. We have a caller on the line. We have Susie from IAA. Susie, welcome to The Body Show. Hello. Hello there. I heard you had a question about contraindications. Good question.
7: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a licensed aromatherapist um, and um, there are some definite contraindications that should be, be very, very carefully adhered to, especially if somebody is pregnant.
0: Good, um, there, good for point. For instance, okay.
7: eucalyptus oil should be avoided for people suffering from high blood pressure or epilepsy. Um, anise aniseed should never be used. It's very, very, it can be very dangerous, can cause sluggishness, very, very potent, and probably should be avoided. Which one is so that? That was anise, aniseed.
0: Okay, so I better not do that if I don't want to be sluggish. I don't use that. <laughs> yeah, okay.
7: And mm-hmm. is also um, precautions there. A lot of them can cause insomnia. They can irritate sensitive skins. Very important to use a, a very clear and very um, good carrier oil like sweet almond oil or jojoba or in something like that. But there are contraindications for these oils, and it's caused quite a lot of Concern when I hear that
0: there aren't any. Well, it's an interesting. Use them. Sure, it's an interesting point, Susie. I think you bring it up and say, you know, not all oils can be used for all things, and be very careful, as you would Absolutely. with any prescription medicine. Certainly, be careful Absolutely. and always with, you know, if women are pregnant, we we want them to be very careful for themselves, also for for their future child. And so, it sounds like you're a licensed aromatherapist. So you take a very careful, cautious approach when using these sorts of treatments. Is that right?
7: I do. And I'm very careful, especially with children and women who are pregnant.
0: Excellent point, And I appreciate you bringing that up, Susie. And I think, again, it sort of gets to, you know, can everybody use these? Should you consult with an expert before you do? And I think that really alludes to the fact that There are a lot of people with a lot of experience using these, and it's very good to make sure that if you are going to try this, you do take the opportunity to speak with an expert, kind of run by them what you would like to do and make sure you're doing it correctly. Dana, you also do aromatherapy, and you mentioned there may not be a toxicity to certain amounts of oils if they're used correctly for the right person in the right scenario. Do you also counsel people about some of those issues, you know, being careful if they have certain medical conditions?
3: Well, I always encourage them that if they're going to use the oils to go to certain search engines first or to look it up as if there's any contraindications. What I was trying to say was that you can't OD on the oils per se. And what, if you are seeing that, it is clear to take them. So thank you so for So check to me. see, sure. So yeah.
0: Susie, you're right. Check to see that it's something that you can use. And if you're given the go-ahead, it's, it's easy to titrate. Um, you can take extra, and it won't hurt you, but only if you're supposed to take it to begin with. Correct. All right. That's a very good point, Susie. Thank you for bringing that up. We've got another caller on the line. We've got Julie from the Big Island. Love to hear from our neighbor islands. Julie, what can we do for you today? Yes, I'm curious
7: about, uh, she mentioned the megahertz, about the brain emits or operates at, and I wondered um, how that's measured how those diseases are measured, those numbers you mentioned, and what's the science behind that. I'm not familiar with that. Thank you. I'll take it
0: off the air. All right, Julie, thanks for calling, and you and me both. So um, this is a learning point for me too. All right, Dana. So you're on. Uh, Julie wants to know, I want to know, megahertz, can you give us a little bit more about what that means and how it's measured and and how we got those numbers?
3: Yeah, well, like I said, These actual statistics were actually written in in a reference guide for essential oils. That was actually from a young living company that I started out with. And like I said, Bruce Lipton, he actually wrote a book, Energy Medicine. And it goes into actually naming all the different devices that can measure the things such as the megahertz frequencies. So there's
0: like there's there's actual machinery that could measure these energy frequencies and when you said somebody who has um the flu you said something in the 50s 57 or 58 or so. So they would use this device to measure someone someone's frequency with the flu.
3: Correct. Okay. Yeah. It says um Bruce Taneo of Taneo Technology in Cheney. Washington developed equipment for the biofrequencies of humans and foods. And Dr. Gary Young, um, who produced the Young Living Oils, he was working in conjunction with to get these studies. And like I said, these were just printed out in this book that I got back in 1997. So the
6: book's
0: still out there. If you really want to know the science, there are some references to it. And the doctor you mentioned, again, was a Dr. Lipton? Dr. Bruce Lipton? Lipton. I was thinking soup. So it was Dr. Bruce soup, Dr. Bruce Lipton. So if you want to look it up, Julie, and you better believe I'm going to look it up, we're going to look up Dr. Bruce Lipton as in the soup. Okay. Well, that's a fair statement. I mean, somebody's done some research and, you know, I might be used to CAT scans and x-rays and MRIs. That doesn't mean that's the only type of measurement out there. So it'll be a learning point. And uh, Julie, certainly get back to us here on The Body Show if you have any questions or um, if you discover anything exciting and, and we'll do the same to you. We've got another caller on the line. This has been a hot topic today, ladies. We have got Rike from New Valley. Rike, I think I know who you are. Welcome to The Body Show.
8: Aloha. You asked about uh, people who are using uh,
0: Yes. Have you used them?
8: I became familiar with the oils in the late 80s.
0: All right. Well, you trumped me. I won't tell you how old I was in the late eighties, but, um, <laughs> well, we can guess. Old. I'll make you feel young. Okay. So tell me, Rike, you've been using these for a while. What have you noticed? Good, bad, I have, otherwise?
8: And I do not travel without them. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there are blends of oils that, that I use consistently for, for travel. I don't visit a hospital without uh, applying them.
0: Now, the reason you do this is to prevent infection, Rike? Yeah. Okay.
8: And uh, when I was in the hospital, I used them. And the interesting thing uh, there was that staff would come into the room and say, Wow, it feels so good in
0: here. It feels. So they weren't weren't saying it smells. They were saying it feels good in here. Not necessarily smell. They felt it. So what kind of oils, like Rika? if you're going to hop on a plane next week, maybe go to, you know, what is it, the Ninth Island, Vegas, or something like that. Everybody okay. goes to Vegas, right? If Not you were going to go, what would you bring with you? What kind of oil would you bring with you? The, the product
8: I use has a blend that is called Thieves, and that's uh, for respiratory.
0: Um, okay, so you would protect yourself against respiratory and infections. okay? also a
8: blend that's called Emu Power, and I use both.
0: So you come prepared for I your come, adventures on planes, trains, uh, automobiles. Well, maybe not, but if you're heading to hospitals. And these
8: right. these products are food grade, so they can't be ingested. Although there there's some oils that you def- like, cinnamon you definitely don't want to ingest.
0: Okay, not unless it's you know on my pancakes with apples or something. Exactly. Okay. All right. All right, Rike. So you've had a wonderful experience. You've used them for, you know, 20, 30 years, and you have nothing but positive things to say about it. Absolutely. Well, if I'm ever in the hospital, come visit me and make it feel good. All right, Rike. Okay. I know, I know how to find you. If I'm in the hospital, you're coming. All right. Well, thank you for telling us your experience today, Rike. I appreciate it. Dana, Rike's
3: thoughts? She's used these for years. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like she's using the Young Living oils, which I'm pretty familiar with. Um, I love those oils, and along with doTERRA as well. Those are the two main oil companies that I actually use. Um, I love them mostly because of the information that they provide for the person who's interested in getting into them. There is a website that you can go to, and it's called everythingessential.me. And I refer all my clients there, friends, family. I continuously go there because I'd rather look something up than have to try and retain it. But you can pretty much go from A to Z looking up the most common symptoms, and they'll give you a summary protocol as well as a protocol as to which oils to use and even how to apply them and how often.
0: So like a a really good explanation on what to do, how to do it, and why it works? Exactly.
2: It's, It's also got the science behind it and it's also got uh, testimonials from people that have used the blends and what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them.
0: So it kind of gives day. you a lot of information. It's If you're interested, you want to go, you said it's everythingessential.me. Correct. All right. We've got another caller on the line. We have got Mike from Kailua. Mike, welcome to The Body Show.
5: Aloha, Kathy.
0: Aloha. What can we do for you?
5: Well, I just wanted to comment that um, you know, there's a uneven uh, medical peer review research on essential oils, and aromatherapy in in general. But one thing that is known is that if these chemicals are powerful enough to help, they're powerful enough to harm. For example, it is well known that lavender oil has a feminizing effect if overused on boys and can delay puberty and interfere with it. There was a 2007 article in the New England Journal of Medicine to that effect. And um, some doctors go so far as to recommend that you only use these herbal herbal treatments with medical supervision because they, they can be harmful. Well,
0: and you brought up a really good point, Mike. We heard from from, uh, from Julie earlier on the Big Island and, and just talking a little bit about, and Susie as well, um, talking a little bit about being careful. You know, just because you can go to a store and order them doesn't mean you really know what you're doing. And you want to consult a professional. It kind of makes me think, Mike, about, you know, you can go to other countries and I've done a a fair amount of traveling and medical work overseas. And in some of these places, you can walk into a pharmacy and you can buy heart medicines and antibiotics and blood pressure pills and cholesterol pills. No prescription needed. And you can just walk into a place and buy a bunch of them. And yet that doesn't necessarily mean that you know what you're doing with them. So I guess along the same lines, you bring up a really good point make sure that you talk to the professional and don't just use them without really knowing if it's safe. You mentioned children and contraindications for young boys being exposed to certain things like lavender. And again, I think with children, pregnant women with vulnerable uh, populations, whether it be their immune system or or other major medical conditions, you've got to be really careful, Mike. Have you had experience with that?
5: Uh, No, I don't. I don't uh, use aromatherapy. I just and my wife does, or has at times, and uh, I just, uh, when she tries it on me, I avoid the lavender oil.
0: All right, well, avoid lavender for you. Uh, Jen, you had a question or you had uh, a comment?
2: Yeah, I did. I, Mike, I actually came across that article this morning, and uh, I I just quickly, in glancing at the news, uh, one of our doTERRA Facebook groups um, shared that exact article, and I haven't had a chance yet to, to look at the post that she um, had on there, but I would like to, if, if, you're, if you would like that information, there was some controversy with that study. Uh, again, I don't know what the controversy was, but it was somehow leading me to believe that there was a bit of uh, well, misinformation.
5: And my point is that, if, the other point I want to make, though, is that if you're going to make a health claim, it really needs to be grounded in a peer-review uh, controlled study. Absolutely. to actually be tenable. And if there's contra- conflict, contradictory evidence in studies, then we need science to proceed and uh, resolve it by more studies with a larger statistically significant.
0: Absolutely. Well, Mike, you're getting a yes from us. And, boy, I'll tell you, if if we could prove everything even in in traditional medicine or conventional that. medicine, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Boy, I feel like every time I read a new study about uh, something else that comes out, You know, I feel like the more we know, the more we realize we don't know.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's science.
0: Yeah, that's science. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing your opinion. I appreciate that. And you absolutely are echoing something that uh, my guests here agree with, which is be careful with what you say. Be careful with what you claim. We need to have some science behind it. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about essential oils and how these can be part of your daily repertoire if you choose to do so, and can you use these in conjunction with other prescription treatments. If you want to join us, you can at 941-3689. Toll Free Neighbor Islands, 877-941-3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. On the next Echoes, we run into a wall.
6: It's very common for songwriters to write about not being happy as opposed to being chirpy. I don't think there's anything that inspirational about being content and happy.
5: I'm John DeLabrido. That's Lila Foy of Wall. We talk to her on Echoes, a music soundscape from PRI, Public Radio
7: International. Tonight, from 10 to midnight.
8: Daniel Woodrell, author of the novel that was made into the successful independent film Winter's Bone, is known for his bleak depiction of the Missouri Ozarks and has built a career on what he calls country noir. In a way, I think that I write about these cranky reactions to newcomers because it's going away so quickly. Daniel Woodrell reads from his 2011 short story
0: collection, The Outlaw Album, on the next New Letters on the Air.
5: Tomorrow evening at 6.30.
0: Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathy Kozak, joined in the studio with Jennifer Naragon. She's representing doTERRA Essential Oils and Dana Koppel from DK Healing Arts. And we're talking about essential oils. Are these actually essential? Can you use these in conjunction with other treatments? And how safe is it to do on your own? If you've got a question, you can join us at 941 3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Now, Dana, we were talking earlier and people certainly are cautious about being careful how they use these. Now, if anybody said out there, yeah, I really like hearing about the essential oils. I want to try it. I'm going to go to the website. Would you think that, you know, having the expertise that you do of of many years of using these, I think you mentioned over 16 years of, of using this and studying the effects and working with people who have used it, you know, would the best initial approach be consulting with an expert? I mean, I often think that if you've got 16 years of knowledge about how to use this, I'm going to take 16 years to get there, or I can just have you help me with your knowledge. Is it always a good idea to sort of consult a professional first, make sure that what you're doing is appropriate?
3: Well, I always think it's a good idea to actually consult a professional or actually do your research before using anything new that you're unfamiliar with, especially when it's something that can digest through the skin or something that you're even going to take orally.
0: So be careful. Don't just say, hey, I'm going to go try this. Make sure that you're aware of what it's like. And it's, it's you, can, you can cause harm if you're not using things correctly. Exactly. Okay. So that's a good point to make. I certainly wouldn't try and fix my engine In my car by myself, even if I did know how to do it, which clearly I don't. So get a professional, get their opinion. They can help teach you how to do something, but you're not out there all on your own. Exactly. Okay. Now, Jen, you came to my office a few weeks ago and you said to me, Dr. Kozak, is that a cold sore? And I went, no, it's this weird (laughs) cut by the side of my mouth and it won't go away. And you said, Oh, just wait. I've got (laughs) a remedy for that. And I'm like, but I've tried everything. And you're like, oh, no, no. And I'm thinking, yeah, Jen's going to tell me to put on some weird kind of oil. I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. And so you made me this little bottle, and you were so nice. And you said, try this, put it on, and it's going to go away. Jen, what did you put in that little bottle?
2: I believe it was Melaleuca oil.
0: Okay, and so you put that in there, and there was something else that was kind of spicy. Uh, it could have been oregano. I think it was. It was oregano. You, to, to you did. You told me it was spicy. And so carry so oil? there you are. You told me, try this oil, see if it gets you better. I had tried everything else. I didn't know what else to do, and I did. And you know, Jen, I got to say, the skeptic in me has to say it actually worked pretty well. This is why we're here.
2: We hear this every single time. we We have... Given the oils out, I'm mean, nine, ten, ten out of ten, we've had the same reaction.
0: Actually, nine out of ten. But uh, there's always got to be a skeptic. Three out of four, exactly. nine out of ten. Okay. So nine out of ten times you actually get a positive response. That's something that somebody tried, whether or not they believed in it or not. They said, I'll give it a try and something good happened. I've only got
2: one friend in mine that she had the flu and. I don't know what was going on with her, but, but it didn't she, work for she her. She wasn't, she okay. wasn't having having it. So it may not work for that, everybody. Okay, yeah. Other than that, I mean, everything from anxiety, asthma, uh,
0: cysts, uh, heartburn. Now, you wouldn't necessarily suggest that if somebody has asthma that they should not use their regular medicine if they're not able to breathe. It can be used. We're talking about complementing each other, using it in conjunction. Again. Back to the previous caller, absolutely consult uh,
2: your healthcare professional.
0: Let them know what you're doing. Let
2: them know what you're doing and uh, proceed accordingly. But I do, again, the friend that I mentioned with the son who went to the restroom and could smell again, he, uh, he had been on an inhaler and uh, asthma medication basically his whole life. And uh, she started the asthma protocol, and within uh, a week or so, The results were pretty miraculous after it's been about two months, a little over two months. He has not used his his inhaler. He's not used his... Because he hasn't needed it. Because he has not needed it.
0: And the idea is that he needed it before this oil treatment has helped him to not need it. But if he did, he would use it again if the need came. Absolutely. All right. Excellent. We've got another caller. We've got Alana from Molokai. Alana, welcome to The Body Show.
4: Oh well, thank you. Thanks I don't for know calling what us. kind of a doctor you are. I just happened to tune in in my kitchen and heard the uh conversation and I thought, "Oh, I want to get in mm-hmm. on that." Good. So I'm, I'm going to call you in. Did. What kind of a doctor are you?
0: Well, I personally am an internal medicine physician. Okay. I've worked at Straub Clinic for about 14 years now. Okay. And internal medicine is sort of general medical concerns, so a little bit of everything, yeah, like your I'm primary sure. care doc kind of thing. So so in my uh, studio right now, I have got Dana Koppel. She is an expert in, she has a group called DK Healing Arts, and she does some um, alternative treatments, aromatherapy therapy, uh, craniosacral therapy. She does um, other sorts of things like conscious healing. We're talking about essential oils. So I have Jen Narragon in the studio, and she is working with doTERRA oils, and we're talking a little bit about a different approach to medicine. You know, usually you hear about taking blood pressure pills for your blood pressure and cholesterol medicine for your cholesterol, and I give that advice out all day long. And so we're looking at some of the other ways that you can treat medical conditions or or complement your current treatment using some other things like plants and herbals and using botanicals. So that's kind of what we're talking about today.
4: Okay, well, I'm, I've been using essential oils for
0: almost 30 years. Oh, 30 years. Well, you trumped and, uh, uh, Dana for a – sorry, Dana, she trumped you. You got 16, she's got 30. Alana, what has your experience been with essential oils? Well, first of all, I'm a licensed practitioner in massage and I've been trained in naturopathy
4: and um, a master's in herbology and in iridology, and I've had seven children. So, <laughs> so I've been you using get a essential many, for many, like many years for medicines for my things. children. But I do recommend that uh, you lay some groundwork for people because not only is it good to have formulas but it's also good to learn the individual oils and the constituencies of those oils so that they become your own experience and not just somebody else's formulas with all due respect to doTERRA i think they're a wonderful company i think a lot of their formulas have come out of young living but they have gone off on their own journey and they're they're bringing some wonderful things to the table some good studies to the table they're bringing things like your uh... milo's island Uh, Perera, which is the uh, balsam of Peru for ADHD. They're bringing other things to the table. Their their wild orange is wonderful, which is good for the emotions. Um, But it's good to have a groundwork and teach people basics about essential oils because there's a world of difference between between essential oils and fragrances. Essential oils go past the blood-brain barrier, do their work, and then totally dissolve. So you have no inorganic residue. When you're talking about things like oil for breathing or the capability of a, of a bronchodilator, what that would do is an oil. You have oils like Kela, which is your Amni Vishnaga out of India. And you have other oils that, through their research, they've been found to open up the bronchioles to become a a bronchodilator as you inhale them.
0: All right, Alana. Well, you've brought up some really good points. And one of the things that you mentioned that you echoed something we've talked about earlier in the show is to make sure that if you are going to consider using these types of oils, you want to consult with someone who has experience. You mentioned you have 30 years of experience, which is absolutely excellent. And I liked the other thing you said, which is, you know, establish your own your own way to use these oils and what your experience is rather than just taking for granted everyone else's experience. And I think that's a very well-mentioned well point, which is not everybody's going to have the same reaction to something. Be careful with what you're doing. You mentioned bronchodilator oils, and you're absolutely right. You want to be careful with some of these things. Some of the essential oils do cross the blood-brain barrier, so you do have to be careful with exposure and using the right ones. But I think in general... The points that you made that are so valuable are that experience can guide you and that also you want to make sure that you talk with an expert so that you understand exactly what you're using these oils with so that you don't unfortunately experiment to find out your own way to use it. But wish that you had done it differently because somebody else could have told you with a little bit more certainty how this might have worked better. So, you know, Dana, you've done this for 16 years. We heard from Alana. She's done it for 30 years. Oils can complement the way that you use your other healthy lifestyle changes that you make. Do you find that for a lot of your folks? I do.
3: I do. And so you incorporate oils into some of your other treatments? I do. I find it's a way to actually help somebody to calm down and to connect with me when we're wanting to go and actually allow the body to unwind something within the fascia. If somebody's even sick, they'll come into me and I'll use a certain amount of different oils in which they're needing in order to help the body to actually um, get rid of whatever the body is dealing with or just to help them on any level that they're needing help with. Do you ever find people who... You speak to
0: maybe your friends or people who don't come to see you who just don't, um, they don't
3: necessarily seem open to trying it? I do. Um, In fact, I just recently worked with an older woman, and I'd have to say she was in her mid-80s. She was so sweet. And typically, if I feel that they might not be open, I just have them sniff a little bit and ask for feedback. And if they're not, then we don't use them at all. So
0: it can be something that works for some people. doesn't have to work for everybody. No. And if it doesn't, then there's other modalities of ways that you can help them. You have your healing arts group. And we did have a caller who wanted to know for more information how they could get that information. And, Dana, I want to give you an opportunity to give out your phone number. He was calling wondering how he could take advantage of DK Healing Arts. And so I think the number that you have
6: listed? seven five three zero four hundred. So that's a
0: way that if somebody wanted to talk to you more about, about some of the things that you do, and seeing you, that's the number they could call seven five three zero four hundred. Yes. Okay. Um, Jen, you've come to essential oils in a sort of a second career, a sort of a second thing that you do in life. And you've also, I'm sure, talked with skeptics, you mentioned nine out of 10 people, and your one friend didn't see a benefit. Um, when you take that sort of Outside approach. When you look at it from your friend's perspective, this isn't for everybody, but it can work for some.
2: Uh, and and just to clarify, the f- it just didn't work in that particular situation. The friend is still going to purchase some essential oils from uh, from DoTerra. But um,
0: but in you know even for somebody who believes in essential oils, not all the oils will work all the time for what they would like.
2: I think it goes back to the combination of what the previous caller said. It, it takes some, um, some trial and error because everybody's body chemistry is different. So what might work for me may not work for you. May not be as effective for you. So
0: uh, and getting that guidance from someone who's kind of done some of those trials can kind of help you with what might work best. You know, instead of "Hey, you have to try a hundred things to see what works," they might say, "Hey, after speaking with you, maybe you need to go ahead and consider these five things." Kind of limit your your need to do a lot of different investigational trials on yourself. Give you a little bit more guidance. Would you think?
2: Yeah, definitely. And that's where the website EverythingEssential.me comes in handy. It's great that you can have this in the comfort of your own home without having to rush to the doctor, get a prescription. See if that works. You've got these oils in your home. You, of course, as we mentioned, consult with your health care physician to, that you're healthy and able to, uh, I guess not healthy if you're t- trying to take the oils, but um, you have, They ha- we have many resources that you can utilize. Um, another great website is called reinventinghealthcare.com. Um, a ton of great information and
0: resources for people to go and what's in reinventing healthcare? Because I'm curious. I mean, that could be so broad, you know. So, reinventing healthcare is this specifically looking at incorporating things like essential oils into treatments for you? Does it also talk about other things? What am I going to find when I go there, Jen? Give me a preview. You're going to find a, a plethora
2: of videos, um, informational videos about the essential oils, how they work with your
0: body. Uh, I like that description, how they work with your body. So it's sort of saying, hey, we know your body does certain things. This is what the oils do. Let's see if we can work together, kind of get a, get a different way to handle this condition. Now, Dana, I'm sure you have people come to see you for a variety of conditions. What would be the most common reason why people would see you and you would use essential oils? Top one reason, stress. essential oils. I put, you on the, I put you in the hot seat and you tell me stress. Oh,
3: that's great. Okay. Stress, it actually is, it creates so many different symptoms in individuals. And so putting you on the radio show, I'll give you your stress oil. But <laughs>
0: Okay, so stress causes a lot of symptoms. And when you talk about essential oils for stress, is there one particular oil or one combination that you recommend for people for stress?
3: You know, well, I love a few different ones. One that I actually find is something that is very grounding for an individual and I happen to like the, the Hilichrysum. OK, works- I have no idea what that Hilichrism is. is an oil that's great for helping to stop bleeding, but it's also great for nerve pain. And so people who are actually stressed out but are having a lot of pain, I love using that Hilichrism. Um There is a blend by doTERRA. There, there's two. One is called Balance. And that is a very earthy, very grounding oil as well. When you're stressed out, oftentimes you're not grounded. You're just flying around through the thoughts that are running through the mind, going back between the past and the future, but you're not ever present. So I like to use oils that help somebody come into the present, come into actually feeling in their body so it can start to slow everything down. Uh, Another great oil blend is serenity. Um, which has lavender in it as well. Like I I love
6: these
0: words, balance and serenity. Okay, and the other one you mentioned, because we had a shy caller who said, can you use them to treat chronic pain and fatigue? And you just answered that because you can. You mentioned the nerve benefit of, what was it called again, hilcress?
3: Hilichrism. Well, chronic chronic pain too. I mean, you can also use there is a great blend out there that is – for for pain, it's the deep blue. The deep blue. They have it in a roll-on. They have it in a rub. That's great, even for athletes. Um, you know, if you have chronic fatigue, there is even a blend out there called Elevation. And you know, I encourage everybody. I encourage them to go and start to do their own research, like going to that website, everythingessential.me, because it's right there, it's available on your phone, on the computer, you can start to look things up and start to get some quick answers, and they're actually something that when you start to read, you find that you start to even feel better just reading about it. So there are some options for
0: people out there. This is one of the options, essential oils. And Dana, you've got a lot of experience with this. You come from DK Healing Arts, Dana Koppel. I want to thank you for joining us today on The Body Show. And uh, you can be reached at 753 And you mentioned everythingessential.me, Jen Narragon, You are representing doTERRA. And you can be reached at 348-1567. I want to thank you both for being on the show today if you'd like to hear this show again you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org follow the links to the body show our engineer david chong our executive producer Bethan kozlovich i'm dr kathy kozak we'll see you next week we're going to talk about ptsd thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next monday at five on the body show